Shut up, the show's starting. Alright, enough already. You can't take keep it this long. Turn it the fuck down. Hello, and welcome to the movie podcast that has no name. And Still no name. No name. No name. We'll have one next time, I think. That's what we said last time. <laughs> Give us some more time. <laughs> Pushing it back. Um, I am one of your hosts, Sean Faw. Joining me is Mr. Derek Port. Hello. Also joining me is Mr. Eric, the no, not Eric. Fucking God damn it. <laughs> the other guy. Oh, Jesus. The one guy that's that, not here. That's like fucking... when you have an ex-husband and, <laughs> and you say his name. Uh, so the, uh, the replacement, the new Eric would be Mr. Joseph Bonnier. I don't like that. <laughs> not the new Eric. But it's a different show. He's not replacing him. Uh, uh, it's a new show. I guess you're in Mike too, so you're the new Eric. No, but it's a different show. <laughs> oh. If it was text before calling, then yeah, it would be a replacement situation. It's all the is same thing plug? to me. No, because it's not. Yeah, the shows don't exist yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, you can go to fawcast.com and check out all the shows that don't exist anymore. Um, also joining us today in studio, our guest, Mr. Tim Snow. Oh, there I am. Yay. Oh, yeah, guests get all the applause. Oh, yeah, shit. that's there right. That's right. They deserve it. Yeah. The guests deserve it. So, so do, uh, yeah. Yeah. What did we watch? What did we watch? We watched Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. yeah not the movie, not the actual boulevard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. You thought Just there was a confusion. Clarify, yeah. There was a confusion. Yeah. It was a 19. When did this come out? 1950? Wow. Good job. Yeah. All right. I, I, Starting I off did not strong. Reach. You're the history guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Copyright 1950. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So, hey, I was right. Fifth. Directed by Billy Wilder, mm-hmm. uh, starring William Holden, Gloria Swanson. I'll just read a little bit. Uh, Eric Von Stroheim. Am I saying mm-hmm. that right? Sure. Nancy Olson, Fred Clark, Lloyd Goff. Is William Holden the same? Yeah. Uh, is that Catcher in the Rye? No, that's Holden Caulfield. Oh, same difference. Yeah. Wait, Thanks. William Holden. Oh, never mind. You know, when the first name and the last name are the same, doesn't. Mean that Are you playing a game, Sean? Mm. That's not how that works. No, it's not like uh, no. Son of Magnus. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, would you guys have you guys seen this movie before? Yes. Well, you've seen everything. You okay, don't really yeah. Derek obviously seen okay. it. Yeah. Tim, have you seen this? I'd seen the first act of it. Interesting, hmm. but yeah. you turned it off. No, I think I fell asleep. You fell asleep. Same yeah, difference. it was late. It was late at night. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Tim, did you like this movie? I thought it was a fine picture. I really did. Yeah. Um, I did too. I, yeah. really, I really like this one. Yeah. You know, you, you get a fair amount of ham with anything from that era. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you, had you seen it before, Joey? Never seen it before. Um, I love a movie about a movie. That's for sure. I just love, I love movies about Hollywood. It sounds really lame. The fact that I'm also involved in the film industry now means I probably would get more of these jokes a little bit, where they land a little bit better. Mm. Uh, you know, just living in Los Angeles also helps a little bit too, I bet. I hate the idea of movies about movies because it just seems so up its own ass. Yeah. But I always do end up enjoying them, which I feel kind of dirty about. I feel I very that. similar to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely feel I also that. like I like seeing an LA picture that that like, you know LA's not disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the enemy. <laughs> yeah, because LA is a disgusting city. Oh God, it's horrible. Yeah. Uh this was the first time I had seen this movie and uh quite honestly I had very different expectations of what we were getting into. Um, I thought it would be much more film noir. I thought it would be much more 
Um, well, I didn't even know it was black and white. I thought it was more like 60s, 70s. And I thought it was more like gritty, dirty, like drama-y. And this felt mm. more like an extended episode of The Twilight Zone. Mm. I would agree with that. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. It was a little weird. It was definitely surreal at moments, I think. It was a nice upset of expectation for me, too. Mm. What were you thinking going in? I was also thinking that it was going to be something a little more noiry because mm. it, it does open on like that that really dark tone. Yeah. And then it kind of starts taking like a. Well, it uses elements of noir. Like a for gone sure. with the wind in space sort of a thing. <laughs> the voiceover is totally noir. Well, the, right? the vo- yeah. Absolutely. That just immediately puts you in that. Well, that's where I got the Twilight Zone thing from. Like yeah. that was just vi- like even that this the sound of the of his voice there is very like Rod Serling. It just mm-hmm. like has this like quality of like omnipotence, but like hiding and yeah, weird sort of genre there. Derek, how do you feel about a, a movie about a movie? Yeah, I mean, I there's several good ones. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of really bad ones. There's some that are really have start really good and then end up not that good mm-hmm. living in oblivion being perfect example. yeah great yeah Kinda, eh. okay but uh one of the other great ones is day for night which is a Truffaut film okay i'd put this one up there with that hmm. probably like up pretty high did you like this movie uh just yeah. on an objective I mean, it's from an yeah not yeah. an objective sorry subjective subjective yeah i liked it um yeah i mean we're talking you know it's a it's a classic it would be you know in my top 100 probably if i made one so. See, I don't know. I think my top 100 just means something different than most other people. Correct. But like, you're right about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, to me, top 100 means like the movies that I enjoy, the movies that I would want to rewatch. Like again, I understand like the the sort of uh, historical context of a movie like this, and I respect it. And it's you know, it wasn't. You don't think you would ever rewatch? No, I'm never. This I'm never going to watch this again. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Okay. I actually could watch this again. Yeah, I, I liked I it. Too. I'd rewatch it. Yeah. I, I, I've all, this is the most enjoyable of the movies we've done so far for me. For oh, sure. it wasn't unenjoyable. I just, it, it just, I don't know. It doesn't How does resonate. it compare to Casablanca for you? Um, I think I would probably watch Casablanca again before that. Um, one other thing I would actually point out, have any of you seen The Favorite? Uh, the uh, it was just nominated no. for no, this year's uh, Oscar. I have a screener of it in my house somewhere. I, I watched it, or I went to uh, see it like two days ago, and it there's a lot of similarities here. Mm. Just like the sort of like the, the feeling and the tone and kind of like the relationship between the characters. There's like a lot of just that weird, like love tension servant sort of thing going on there that like, mm. but I don't know. It seemed, it seemed very like related. Maybe it's just cause it's the last movie I saw in the theater, but um, I definitely, we were even saying this many times before, but I definitely am getting that feeling of going back and seeing the, the first one of a series, you know, yeah. the, the pioneer and then seeing all the evolutions of it later on. So, I mean, even just looking honestly and reading the um, what's it called? The, the disaster artist, the book, mm. they could do all these quotes from this movie from Sunset, and it makes a lot more sense. Even like the room and the, the movie, the disaster, like all that stuff. And there's so many other movies and I'm, sure and references that i just can't think of that are right. referring back to this and it's so and it is really interesting seeing the first one and you can and it really i don't know i just thought this was just a good story and i think that i know that sounds really lame but like it was just it i wasn't bored at any point like the i find older movies i'm thinking i you know i nod off there's moments to go take a piss or something this was really interesting and it just held my attention i liked all the characters in the story it was just I don't know. Just did it for we me. We did stop less during it. We stopped one time. Yeah. yeah. And I think with the previous two, we 
Well, actually, maybe we only stopped once in Casablanca also. Uh, no, Casablanca, I think we stopped a couple of times, okay. but it's also yeah. a much longer movie, I think. Mm-hmm. This movie would come in, like, what, an hour and a half, hour 40, something like that, where Casablanca, I think, was like two, two and a half, somewhere in there. Actually, How did you guys feel the about the exposition of this one? How it all came together? The, the exposition? Yeah, like the first act. You're talking about like the the narration? No, just the way that the plot came together. I I, I was thinking about that uh, in the garage scene when he's Mm. when he's pulling into the house, and it's like, all right, so we're getting to the we're getting to the complication here. But like, I don't know. So often with like contemporary films, at least, I feel like the first the first reel is just bullshit. That's just trying to get you know. And it's like, how how does this measure up, man? Do you think they took too long, or too, or they got to the get to the uh, the the house. No, they really got to the meat and potatoes of it really quick. I thought so too. I yeah. Thought, yeah. They didn't, they didn't and, beat and, it on the bush. And, uh, it was like yeah. little, a couple, you know, important character beats to establish well, a, a moment, character. And then for a moment, I thought it was like maybe a little hurried. And then it's like, did, but was it hurried in a bad way? I don't know. I, we just got to get to Norma. I mean, she's, yeah, we, she's, true. she's a star. Everything else is just, yeah, set up a character and kind of establish the world that he lives in and like why he might fall into this trap. But then. Mm. You Such know. a good classic yeah, but Hollywood story. If you do it story. too quick, it runs the risk of being, you know. We, you, have you, to, gotta, you have to either oh. care about the character or have like some sort of identification in order to make that, you know, connection matter to the audience. I think he's such a classic Hollywood guy. I mean, immediately you can kind of empathize with him because he's, I don't know, he's like, he talks about he's on the run and he's. No, oh, he's, he's he talks about how he's kind of poor. He has he's made it. Yeah, he's the underdog. So immediately you're with him. Um, and I just I I think it's good. He's he's that classic Hollywood dream. And I think I, I don't know at the time how many stories there were of this. It seems like this is very meta for the time. I don't think there, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think there's a lot of stories referring back to writers. Um, Am I wrong there? I think I, I honestly I think Hollywood's always been up its own ass. I think there's a lot Even of movies. Even in 1950, well. yeah, I mean, singing in the rain, like I mean, I there's, you know, that's it's kind of a cliche. Like maybe we just it, know of them because they all win awards, and we know all the. Oscars. And that, that's again Hollywood being up its own ass, yeah. like giving awards to movies about movies. Like, uh, Derek, yes. what, what are you thinking? You're obviously thinking something. Um, I can well, see it. To just to revisit, actually, this is a little longer than Casablanca. Really? By about eight minutes. That's interesting. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, clearly this one is paced a lot better. Very Um, much so. uh, In that it moves much more rapidly. Um, There's a lot less lingering in this one. I think, too, I think, too, like, uh, this starts with that, basically what they now call a teaser, right? Where we, Start with the end. Yeah, we start with the end, and then we're close to the end, and yeah, then yeah. we go kind of back, um, and then we're kind of catching up with that. Uh, the narration keeps it moving. Uh, basically, story-wise, it's all it's about is this writer who um, who is down on his luck, and he just happens he has a his tire blows out, and he ends up at this lady's mansion who who's like you know an old silent film star. Uh, which she actually would have been born in like 1900, right? Because she's 50, <laughs> she's 50 in, in the movie. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, she would have been like at the very start of the silent era, yep. right? And have rolled her way through that. An actress who actually played her also was a big silent film actress. Gotcha. Um, anyway, so then it just tracks like other possibilities that come kind of into his life and, and, choices that he makes with that not that there's many there's like one other possibility that comes into his life 
as far as making it, so to speak. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it, I thought it, it, it moves quickly, you know, yeah. I think for that time, especially. I think the music does a lot of that. Um, we can talk about more of the music later, but it does well transitioning scene to scene and keeps the momentum up. It keeps the pacing up and it keeps the tension up. So mm. I think music does a great job here. It's very modern. Not very modern, I guess. It's very uh, John Williams, Howard Shore, classical leitmotif, um, using melody and changing melody and musical themes more than the, mo- you know, that Hans Zimmer, all impressionistic, bam, bam, bam style. So obviously, I mean, there was nothing like that back then anyway. But it just, uh, to me, that it keeps the momentum. And just as well as the editing, I find the editing is just so well paced. It just rhythmically, it lines up with the music so well. Uh, There was a few jarring shots, but I thought that like overall just the shot, every shot led into the other one very smoothly. They all kind of like did well in cutting on actions and stuff like that. Um, how about like, uh, let's talk, quickly talk about like, some of the characters. What, what, how do you think about Will, William Holden? What do you think you did? Good job there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, as a, as a character, I have to say it's kind of, I don't get him, I guess. And especially by the end of the movie, I don't know what yeah. his plan is. Yeah. And that was one of my main problems, I guess, with his characters. I, I understand everybody else in the movie. But our main character, I don't understand why he's doing what he does I, at the end. I agree. I think, and especially that's that scene where he basically like takes her, takes uh, her through the mansion and shows mm-hmm. her. I was confused. I was like, why are you really? See, that scene made sense to me until he goes back up to his room and starts packing. Yeah. Like, if oh, he's yeah. going yeah. to get rid right. of her, if he's going to white finger his Tim, it was so like they shot it, both he, ways and like, that's not chose to include yeah. them both. And then, <laughs> and then he's going back to his hometown. He's abandoning his dream, basically. I was confused. Yeah. yeah. And, why? and to me, yeah, why? So like, like he it, could it, have had it. Yeah, if there had been some like, maybe developed connection with the Artie character early on, like if they were like in the shit together or something like and he, he owed him one give, or something. Give himself what he deserved. Give everybody what they deserve. You but, know, he but felt himself? that she deserved what? But himself? No, 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 no. I I feel like that's what he felt he deserved. Oh, like yeah, he, like he, he felt that himself uh, enough yeah, that yeah, he like, that's felt what... that his younger love interest, I forget what her name is, um uh Schaefer. Uh, Ms. Yeah. Schaefer. Yeah, yeah. Uh you know, felt like she deserved better than him. Felt like uh uh uh, fucking Norma Desmond deserved the truth mm. uh, and then felt like he deserved uh, to, to lose it you know to, to a desk job end, in Dayton basically yeah. well sort of yeah kind of to end because basically because uh, if if he feels that then the very ending of it is with her with this kind of delusion and like this self-assuredness and never questioning things and then when she has to actually question things she can't deal with it and then she goes back to delusion, contrasted with him, right? Mm. With his like thinking of him not being worth anything, you know? Yeah. This is such rich characters to hear. There really are. Like we could have a whole podcast on Norma. Like really right. could. Like right. so, like just on her and her archetype and how the fucking Dracula hands. What Hollywood does to yeah. actors oh, in general yeah. and especially that era and fe- and women in, in a, Hollywood. And there's, there's so thing. many conversations. There was a uh, casting couch joke early on in the movie mm-hmm. uh, pointing to the uh, yeah. early presence of Me Too. Yeah. Um, there was also I I found it interesting the uh the portrayal of like the men in the film 
yeah. aside from our lead guy. Because hmm. we have basically Artie, mm-hmm. and we have the the butler, who of course we find something else about. Spoiler alert! You know, yeah, yeah, we yeah. find out that he's, he's her first. He's husband. her first husband. And that he was also a Which director. the music was way more dramatic than the reveal. But right. He's one of, he's not just any director, he's one of three pioneering yes. directors. Yes. yes. So he would have been like a legend. Yeah. And he takes on this like kind of really henpecked role, right? And Artie, we kind of feel a little bit the same way about, mm. mm-hmm. I would think. Okay. Oh, you're saying um, uh, all the guys are cuck betas? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> henpecked. <laughs> But I, I thought that that was kind of interesting how, how and then and then actually even our lead character ends up that way too because you know he's he's basically sure, yeah. he like, chooses well, well kind she of. buries her first monkey in the beginning of the film and then <laughs> correct and she then finds her second one shortly thereafter yeah. very true Which, yeah there is a whole thing about pretty the sure monkey. that's what that uh... yeah there's a whole thing about the monkey that mm-hmm. she was actually. She was boning the monkey? She was boning the monkey. Yes, ah, absolutely. That's, wow. that's what, and that's uh, the takeaway, Sean. That's what Billy Wilder <laughs> said about it. Seriously? Yeah. Like, that's an actual thing? That's what he Whoa. said about wow. it. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not making this up. Yeah. Yeah. Now, he's kind of a jokester, so nobody knows if yeah, that was yeah. the case, but apparently also oh. on set, he had told her. That's funny. Uh, that wow. Yeah, that, like don't forget you were having sex with the monkey. Now Gloria, that monkey was now working Gloria. with a real piece of pipe. So <laughs> while we're talking that, about that, that thing rip your face off. Uh, I thought this was fucking funny. This movie's funny. It yeah. was funny. Yeah, yeah. It, it had it, a lot it, of moments. Okay, like the, it, had that, a, it had a lot of moments where I, it was trying a little too hard to be funny. It did, but I still liked that. It was, I, I, I don't know. The fact that I laughed more than three times for a movie from 1950 is impressive to me. That's all. Right. It, like, it was unexpectedly funny right. because of yeah. the what I thought this movie was. The fact that there were any jokes in it was very sort of mm. uh, uplifting, but I guess. Also, and I always give credit for comedy, but I wouldn't certainly place this as like classic comedy i think a lot of the jokes to me hit home because they're hollywood jokes because they're making fun of norma loving astrology or you know they're all funny hollywood jokes or the torpedo boat was kind of funny just like how they change writers scripts completely and change them into a completely different movie yeah it was just cute there was some cute little jokes and uh i don't know i liked that i thought that some of they landed and they didn't and they didn't have too many that didn't land i like that they didn't like yeah they they were a good batting average yeah no it was i don't even think that they had any that really didn't land i think there were just some that they like over punched or like you know try tried too hard on like you said yeah I, I think they all like were kind of the right joke for the right place sure. they were just kind of overdone at times and, okay and some of them were like so quick that yeah. they were like absolutely hilarious but you were on to something else by the time it like uh Artie tells him one because he comes in like really dressed up in that like really nice coat which we can talk about later um <laughs> now we're talking about it now we can talk about it now let's do it well let me finish with the thought go ahead we'll talk about it um so he, he comes in and he's like talking about the fact that somebody's you know obviously like some rich person's buying this stuff for you and he says uh because the guy says he's like been with a sick friend and uh Artie's like oh what like a 10 carat kidney stone and that's a hilarious joke that is really funny and it like just like flies by you're right yeah they don't like yeah it's the dialogue is snappy it is mm-hmm. sorkin-esque mm-hmm. that sounds <laughs> lame because it's way before sorkin <laughs> but it is snappy and it doesn't give you time to laugh so it's like you gotta be quick you gotta it's like you See, know, 
I, I just I have to go off for a second. I don't like the idea of attributing the term Sorkin X to right. this. Yeah, get a dick out correct. of your mouth. Listen, I, I immediately <laughs> yeah. regretted it when yeah. I said it. I apologize. Well, no, no. The, I guess the, um, uh, the problem I have mostly with it is that Sorkin, he does that snappy dialogue, but every character is the same. Every character is imitating Sorkin talking, whereas this movie, every character was definitively different. There, there is a, a each character was written with a different voice. There was a rich depth. I don't want to yeah. be the Sorkin defender, but no. Yeah, don't, just don't be. <laughs> Not going to be. <laughs> if we do I, a I love Sorkin, Sorkin but and, everyone's yeah. doing an impression of Sorkin. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the coat. We could talk about the coat. If you guys want the code. So let's <laughs> okay. talk about the code. So <laughs> the uh, biggest mystery. So Sean, you seem to be very upset about the code at certain points during this film. Uh, why, why did it intrigue you, upset you? Well, I mean, th- it was the possibility with a, of a setup without a payoff and uh, the payoff was just subtle, but it was there. Uh, you argue that it wasn't there, but um, they, so when he's nobody likes a loose end. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. Yeah, so let's bring the listener in on this. Yeah. So what are we talking about? So Set when he's the in the sh- when he's in the shop and he's getting the new clothes from the the lady and she's buying him all the stuff, uh, the uh, the you know the clothes shopier comes over with a coat and uh, shows him the camel hair and uh, he's like, yeah, you don't want the camel hair, you want this nicer shit. I can't remember what the yeah, nicer it, shit it was called. Like if the ladies play, it was start with a V. It. Yeah. If the ladies paying for it, it was like violet or something like that. Wasn't yeah, it? velour. It was, I don't know. It, it wasn't velour, but it was something in that vein. It was a French word. It was like violette or something like that. Yeah, either I don't way, know what the fuck it was. Either it was way, something. it was the good shit. So he's like, we got this okay shit, and we got this good shit. And he's like, ah, give me the okay shit. And he's like, but the lady's paying. And then it just kind of fades out. And I'm like, what the fuck? Which coat did he get? You know, don't leave me hanging there. But then like later on, he enters that party and his, is it Artie? Artie that, yeah, Artie yeah. comes up and starts like rubbing his coat. He's like, oh, it's a nice coat. I'm like, yeah, payoff. Subtle, but it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he said it's not mink. He said it's not mink. He, he said it feels. It, what is this mink? Or Camel feel like hair mink is or not mink. Exactly. Yeah. But it's. I don't understand he's how not, you got a conclusion gonna, from that. Well, he's because not, he's petting it, and it's fucking. It's nice and soft it's and very, soft. Everybody and knows camel hair. I know camel hair. Wait, you know camel I know hair? camel hair, and I'm not. Right. I don't. I have wow. no you idea. Know camel hair? No, I don't know. I don't know seen, camel hair. Yeah. You think like Artie knows camel hair? Yeah, it's like really rough, short hair. It's like it sounds. Oh, yeah, but at that, it was like like a motel drapes kind of cut. Okay, store. That was a nice fucking store. Uh, and she, Artie has a vest on. Hold on. Artie's going to know. Okay. Yeah, Norma Artie's Tur- wearing a Did metal see, bracelet. Yeah, like fucking bracelet, Joey. man. Artie's a player. Artie does have some style. He's There's a no second doubt. AD, bro. <laughs> yeah. he's, a, he's a first. He does Fuck action. He's a first. I thought he said he was a second. No, he's a second. Oh, he's a second? Well, he's like, yeah. give me a lot of action. Give me a lot of background action. Background. Yeah, he might be a second second. <laughs> I thought the first uh, direct the background actors. Am I wrong? No, no. You, uh, no. no. No? It'd be sec- if, if you're on a set. Big I guess enough, you're right. First to run second, this, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, here's my thing. <laughs> so Norma took him to a very nice suit store, and there's no way that camel hair is bad. You know what I mean? No, no. He, well, you, hold, hold on. I think they're just <laughs> determining uh, either good or great. Yeah. Easy, yes. Either camel yes. hair or blah 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 blah. blah. Right. And it's you know. So I think when Artie says that, it's not determinable that it's bad. It's or good. It's just he says it's. It's one of the he. But they I think, looked and, the same. The only difference was the feel. If Artie was surprised mm, by the feel of it, he would know what camel hair was. Artie's no fucking idea. Did All you right. see the bracelet? Did you, you wouldn't think it was a mink the bracelet. <laughs> Saw the bracelet. I thought it was a mink. Artie is no yeah, I could shit. afford a bracelet, but he couldn't afford a clue. 
Right. Okay. <laughs> it's true. I mean, he was a cuck. Okay. Let's <laughs> beta. Uh, For real. Let's let's move to uh, some historical context. Okay. Uh, this is a pretty classic movie in my uh, in my estimation. It's right in that pocket of kind of that Hollywood golden era. You know, mm. r- right after World War II. Um, Billy Wilder is an interesting character. I, he's uh, I, I mean, I just did a quick Wikipedia stuff with him, so I'm not a- He's the guy from Entourage, right? <laughs> but he, uh, he's, he, he grew up in, uh, I guess he grew up in Poland, or grew, was born in Southern Poland, and then moved to Berlin and kind of and was like obsessed with Hollywood movies. But he's this uh, Austrian Jew who basically escaped the Holocaust in the early 30s. So like in 1933, he moved to Hollywood to try to become a director, but he was like a writer. So he's like a struggling writer. And I guess there's a lot of autobiographical stuff here with Joe Gillis, I'm guessing. We can figure out that later. But then all Gillis of it- Gillis is the writer? What's up? Never mind. Gillis is the writer, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so then uh, his family all died in the Holocaust. Uh, it was, so he was he kind of like was here and kind of orphaned here. Mm. So, he's, so he has that kind of like- I don't know, that classic, I guess, it's interesting because I always think it's interesting looking at directors from Europe looking at America. That's why I always love those spaghetti westerns. We were talking about Good, the Bad, and the Ugly earlier. I love what it says about how Italians view America. So when you have this kind of Billy Wilder coming from Germany looking at, oh, look at all these Hollywood movie stars in this silent era. That's what I grew up loving. And then he has this interesting commentary on coming here and seeing what Norma is like, you know, up close. Like he probably got to see both sides of it, you know, I think. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting kind of looking at his biography and also in terms of this movie and how it kind of affects, uh, definitely affects his personal, I don't know, looking at this, I don't know, whatever I'm trying to say here, but it's, it's, uh, there's an interesting connection there. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Have, you you obviously know a lot more about Billy Wilder than me, Derek. Um, and this is the first Billy Wilder movie I think I've seen. Yeah, he, he's he's a really good director. He's got some Wild excellent bunch. films. Man, no, I, that's Peck and Paw. God damn it! I was yeah. really honestly impressed. I was like, this is like modern good story. It was like not lame old directing. It was like I'm interested. This is good. The dialogue's good. It was like I don't know. It's yeah. well done. Yeah, he he's. He's like of the Hollywood directors of that time. I think that you will never go wrong watching one of the films that he did. Like he, it at least even even if it's the worst Billy Wilder film, it's still pretty pretty damn good. Um, he did like The Apartment. He did um, some like it. I think he's known for like yeah, all these hot. like like farces uh, and stuff. Witness for the Prosecution is really good. Yeah, um, I might have to watch that later. Yeah, he did a lot of really good ones. Um, but. Yeah, it's it's interesting because the the guy had, I guess, quite a sense of humor um, on things. I read something about specific to this that uh, during that kissing scene, actually the only kissing scene that we see in the whole film, uh, he had actually let the scene uh, go on and had not said cut, and they had to let, they were kissing for like a few minutes, I guess. Damn. And at that time, just burning film, it's probably kind of some practical joke. And apparently, supposedly, he didn't yell cut. Instead, uh, the actor's wife uh, yelled cut. <laughs> so, which perhaps since she was there was why he didn't do it to begin with. Um, but the guy liked to, you know, the guy liked to, uh, liked to mess with people quite a bit. Um, he had a real sense of humor in the thing. I like hearing that. I like hearing yeah. a good director can have fun on set and still make a good movie. You're not allowed to have fun anymore. I know. 
Yeah. So uh, if we were to uh, fill these roles today, who do you think would uh, wear the pants? Who's yeah. who's William? Who's well, Joe Gillis? Let's see. So let's do or, Joe Gillis. Oh, first. do you want to say that? Who's? What do you mean? Wear the pants? What do you mean by that? The, the main man. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It could mean director. I wasn't sure you were. Oh, yeah, that could uh, work too. Whatever. Just it could talk. Be Joe Gillis. Wow. <laughs> the thing is, the age thing. We got to talk about this. It's a little weird. Okay. Yeah, so so yeah, she's fifty. Yeah. We definitely established that. And he's right. fifty-one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. how old is he supposed to be, Joe well, Gillis? He the looks like the girl is twenty-two, and she's way too young for him. Mm-hmm. You're right. That's yeah. true. So, so he he's can't like be thirty-two. Can't be younger than thirty. Yeah. He also refers to Norma as middle aged, mm-hmm. which would incline that he's fifties middle really, age. Was it middle aged then? That's middle age. They live to a hundred people. Well, I, we've never called middle age the middle. Like fifty is middle age, and then like sixty, eighty is old age. Essentially, yeah, well, I mean, fair. let's assume that you're he has still to be working at fifties. Th- I mean, once you're once you're hitting your forties. You probably start getting the nomenclature of middle age. Yeah, correct? 40s to 50s, I think. Okay. Is, yeah. And yeah. also we get the sense that he's been at this for quite a while, but that he still has hope mm-hmm. uh, to make it. He still has know? dreams to be dashed. Right. Okay, so how old are you placing Joe Gillis? Give me a number. 38. That's a great guy. I was going to say Yeah, 30. I was going to say 38. Like that. Late 38. 30s, late 30s. Is I, he's 42. You think he's 40s? Okay. He's well, okay. That's 42? the thing is, okay. It's just because me and well, Derek are well, 38. William yeah. Holden. Yeah. I, don't, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm the same age as this guy. William Holden <laughs> looks older than you, Derek. Yeah. A yes. lot older than yeah, you. Yes. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I don't know how the hell they're playing it off like he's in his 30s. It's weird. But it's weird. I, I get from... All of the other context clues, that's what I assess his age is supposed to be per yeah, the script. Exactly. So exactly. we have to cast somebody who's in their 40s to play this part. <laughs> but looks young. But looks, well, doesn't have to look young. No, it has to look like they're definitely. See, I mean, it, it, you could kind of pull the spectrum, you know, in our yeah, direction, exactly. you know? We, I'd put Paul Dano opposite Judy Dench. Mm, or, I think we need someone a little classy who looks good in a suit, who looks good in tails. A, mm. uh, uh, John Hall. John Hamm's too good. Too, too, he's not a writer. He's a he's a big star. He's also too see. old. I don't see. I think you go older on both, though. You go older because yeah, I think you push both the ages older. So I think Judy Dench is kind of like the. Nah, the, it's too old. You, too, Judy Dench is eighties, dude. I I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Harold really? and Maude. I mean. diff- the, the thing is, Hollywood is so different now. Like that—that that was kind of an interesting point. Is that a woman in her fifties in nineteen forties? Okay, there's no go, roles I for think her. We go Actresses in their fifties these yeah. days are still pretty damn hot. Like, That's what I mean. One, I yes, women are a lot hotter. I guess yeah, it's like, yeah. Say, what are you going to do, it. Diane Lane? <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's yeah, maybe Marissa Tomei. She's uh, no, she's yeah, too. She's still too hot. No, like, no, she might right. be fifty, exactly but she's hot. It. That's <laughs> exactly <laughs> it. Okay, we need a, a like I'm a Glenn with it. No, a Glenn Close. Uh, some yeah. Glenn Close. That's very close. close. That's that's Glenn Close is a good one. Something yeah. like that. Glenn Close. Jessica Lange. Jessica Lange is good. And Toby Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> Meryl Streep. Hate to say yeah, it. Yeah, Michael Cera. Uh, of course, Meryl Streep's always good. Uh, Kate Blanchett. Michael Sarah. That's interesting. If you want a more awkward, like, yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. Actually, Michael Sarah and like, suppose I can stay. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Sarah and Glenn Close. He loves his golden cigarette. That's casting the graduate. Happy New Year's, darling. (laughs) Who's directing? Hmm. I mean, let's see. Who's today's? 
Billy Wilder. <laughs> Billy Wilder, that's uh, tough. Because Billy Wilder uh, seems like he's good with with comedy as well as drama, as you know. Yeah. So it's it's Adam be... McKay. Okay. Uh, Adam McKay. There would Not be horrible. so many flashbacks and cutaways there would and be. like yeah. mixed would, media yeah, bullshit. Yeah. Uh, as, as maybe Adam a, McKay is like the funny Oliver Stone. Maybe a, a Judd Apatow. I think. Yeah, that's a yeah. 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 Be. Almost be. like a... This movie would be much longer. Oh, yeah. This movie <laughs> would be like three and a half hours long. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. We'd get we get sick of it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Joey, what'd it sound like? No, no. You don't want me to talk about sound. I'm bored the fuck out of you guys. Okay. So, there's not a ton of stuff with the sound, except for the, the music is fantastic. And I can't talk enough about the music uh the light motifs the glissandos the arpeggios it was wonderful you're just making up words over yeah there. okay so they're all italian words obviously because music is classical western music is all written in italian gelato uh, a glissando let's quickly go over a definition glissando means a gradual increase of pitch so mm. it's when like the note gradually mm. goes up okay yeah exactly just like that not necessarily the volume going up but the pitch going up uh did a lot of that and a did lot my volume of- change no, you no, you were actually good. You were fine. I wanted to point, <laughs> to point out it was different than a crescendo. Don't you critique my glissando? So gl- uh, glissando, pitch goes up, crescendo, volume goes up. Ah. Uh, anyways, uh, there was a lot of that good stuff and a lot of dissonant glissandos when we had uh, Norma Jean. Norma Jean. Norma, uh, what's it? Desmond. Desmond. <laughs> Same difference. Uh, yeah, whatever. Similar. Uh, so it, if she had lived, that's what glis- she would have been. Glissandos and the the way they use the strings were really symbolic of insanity and the way you can kind of, I don't know, go up in your brain and get a little nutso. Like if one you- were to be finding themselves, I don't know, in the Garden of Eden. I don't get this reference. Ooh. Damn. Oh, that was, that was bad. <laughs> Real bad. Oh, Real that bad. just stopped the podcast. <laughs> <That was laughs> so should, should we end the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so sound joey what else were you saying about uh, i have the sound? A, i mean i just think the mu- the music was so well timed uh, especially that shot we were talking to talk about it like I'm sure later with that split diopter shot where uh william holden kind of walks in and shuts the door and we're and uh, it's it's a uh, norma in the foreground and just the timing of the door slamming and the musical stings are so perfect and uh, when he li- li- slams the uh, the phone down we get another great musical sting um and actually uh Tim pointed this out that there wasn't like a big sound on the phone. It wasn't very like over the top. Yeah, a bit of an anticlimactic uh, effect there. Yeah, they don't. They're not doing the exaggerated foley sounds that we do nowadays. It's 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 way more realistic, and they only do specific foley sounds when they really need it. There's yeah, there's something that I love about the foley from films from this era. Sure, it's it's more yeah, it's more meaningful. Because mm-hmm. it's not because now it's all over the place. It's it's every set. It's so it's, well, like, it was, it's almost like a cacophony. It was also easier to do it foley than it was to do canned back then. So right. you were you almost more guaranteed to get live sound rather than repeat repetitive things. For sure. Um, what else do I wanted to say about that? Are oh, we going to oh, give credit? Oregon. Oh, go well, ahead. No, 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 no. 
No, what are we going to give credit for? I was going to say, are we going to give credit to the hardest working orchestra I've ever seen in a film? <laughs> that is true. So the, the play actually was great between the diegetic and non-diegetic here, between with this orchestra being played on New Year's Eve that she hired, obviously, but, you know, for just her and- To play alone to in play a room by... for six hours. <laughs> yes. So, yes. But bit, I thought, bit of a weird But thing, they did yes. a great job of using it yeah. in the story and, 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 and keeping it, I guess, a little bit down in volume when they went to the next room. But I thought this was interesting because I, I really made me notice how the, the technology has changed. It's much easier to do now with reverb. We have great reverb technology and plugins and effects. Back then, reverb was really fucking difficult. They had to use like springs or like, and even then, it wasn't. This was the '40s, so it was barely around, and it was difficult to make something sound far away and distant. Right. So it was tough to make some basic music like that sound like coming from a different room Boom. and it's tough to tell sometimes when it was diegetic or non-diegetic so they had to use specific insert shots for instance when we didn't really know where the music was coming from it was from the organ and then all of a sudden we see uh, Joe Gillis run into the room and we see Max playing the organ so it obviously sells it for us that that was not only you know, non-diegetic was actually in the movie and it was more meaningful. I love that play. That was a great J-cut of selling that scene and using that organ music to build the tension. And then you're like, holy shit, not only is it building the tension, but Max is playing it. And it was just a great moment. I love the way they kind of use the music to transition into those scenes. And One of those uh, moments that really stuck out to me that I thought was like, just genuinely like, subtle but works so well just that when they were in their uh when they were playing in the background there and they were both in the room and then it transitions to old lang sign and yeah, you know exactly sure. what time it is like yeah, you don't right. need the ball sure. drop you don't need the people cheering right. you don't need the champagne yep. all you need is that playing in the background and you know exactly where you are and when you yep. are uh in addition to that there were some great moments that the director did and, and and a lot of good directors can do this now if you're young and you're just going to it's such a great tip it's just have your actors like react to something just yeah. have them turn their head quickly or look somewhere it's gold for a sound designer because you have the creative ability to add whatever you want they did such a great job in the scene in the party with this blonde woman laughing and you know just the way that they had the head turn of um uh betty schaefer uh his girl uh yeah. you know when she had the head turn they used that laugh at that great moment and it was such a great distraction because we were distracted by it she was distracted by it it was just a really good immersive moment and they sold it well and it was just like a great use of walla and background sound and it was it was classy it was just a classy well done moment that you don't really see too much yeah and it's clear he pays attention to everything that's going on in the movie yeah like it's not there's you know because even with that orchestra thing so yeah obviously it's kind of weird that they're playing just to an empty room for like so long but <laughs> yeah you guys uh, like really latched onto that i, I didn't think it yeah. was like that big of a deal like uh, to me it, that just seems like rich people shit well <laughs> and 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 maybe but yeah i'm sure they were paid yeah they're getting so, paid yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, i've seen coming to america but they meant but but after that happens, he goes to so he goes to the other party, which he took probably quite a while to drive there. Mm -hmm. For a while, mm -hmm. he gets a call about that Norma's basically cut her wrist, uh, and then he rushes back. And then when he gets back there, Max tells him at the front door, he's like, you know, try not to rush up there too quick. You don't want to disturb the orchestra. <laughs> so like. That awareness to like say like okay we're gonna have him come back in the orchestra is still here mm -hmm. even though I'm sure that they actually weren't there when they shot that whole part mm -hmm. <laughs> but the awareness of that oh yeah just to as like a director make to be sure yeah. to put that in the thing and there's a lot of that kind of stuff that 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 
that is in the movie. Like, For sure. Uh, like those other examples you said too, which are pretty incredible. And I think that kind of highlights the Twilight Zone-esque tone of the whole film. Of like everything just like having meaning and context and weight. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. you know, where they create a full real world, which yeah. I think is lacking a Did lot. Did you guys uh, notice that the, the, one of the musical themes was very similar to another famous musical theme? Inagata De Vida? Sound, well, that's possible, <laughs> yes. but the, the the violin theme sounded very similar to Psycho. Mm, yeah. Just that, that four mm. to five note thing oh, was really similar. Well, this whole movie, I like I, maybe it was just that Twilight Zone vibe I had, but I kept like waiting for the Shamalian twist. I kept waiting for like them to all be ghosts or them to like- well, We have a little twist. But... I, well, I, at the beginning, I was convinced it was a fucking going to be a vampire movie. Like I, you know, she like I, they were talking about the, the coffin and the hand, and you know, uh, like, uh, it, the, like we walk into this creepy empty house, and then there's like she's burying that, a monkey. Exactly, yeah. There's like all just this yeah. weird shit, and then like it almost pays off like too normal. <laughs> like yeah. there, I, I, I guess still just uh, my context of not really knowing anything about this going in. Um, everything was a little bit like I don't know, set up for more weirdness than panned out. Yeah. Mm. Apparently, there's a funny thing about that. Apparently, uh, when they were asking him how that how he wanted to shoot that and everything, he's like, and how he wanted the monkey funeral thing to be. He's like, oh no, just your normal monkey funeral. <laughs> <laughs> your standard, typical, <laughs> standard, typical <laughs> monkey funeral, guys. Everyone knows. You've all Everybody been to knows, one, right? right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Page three. <laughs> it definitely made me think of all like the pet hospitals we see in West Hollywood, though. There's so not pet pet hospitals, pet hotels rather. Oh. you know where they have like yeah. big screen TVs that you can have for your dogs. And they stuff. have those. Oh yeah, it's really nice too. Yeah, there's <laughs> people spend lots of money on their animals. Oh, and there's a few of them too. It's not like it's like a big business too. Yeah, probably more than I pay in rent. The gap or the gap grows bigger. <laughs> Dog psychic, real job. Yeah. So, what'd you guys think of the uh, the look of this movie? I liked it. It looked really good. Uh, there's, of course, some classic shots in it that, ironically, are not repeated much. Hmm. The first one is, of course, the pool at the beginning mm, shot where the, the, yeah. the camera seems like it's below him, which is actually not. So the way they did that is they put a mirror. Mm. Bottom of the pool, and there, then they shot. Yeah, the re reflection. Of there the was mirror. definitely a feeling of glass in there. I wasn't sure if it was like a tank or something, yeah. but yeah, there yeah. was like it some extra odd, right? layer there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think it's because we're not used to seeing. Uh, well, now we'll just stick a GoPro in the water. Like, right, you, you'll get Instance. a clear shot of like. Then they couldn't the do that exactly. Yeah, but at the same time, I think do think it lends itself to a certain look that mm -hmm. you can't achieve the other way. Totally. Uh, like you actually do underwater photography, you're not going to get that shot. It's not yeah. going to look like that. It's going to look different. Yep. Um, so that's pretty cool. Of course, the last shot where she's coming down the, down the stairs, and it's basically it's a tableau, right? Because mm. the other guys are positioned. They don't move. Yeah, until all. she passes. Yeah, until yeah. she passes, which yeah. is pretty incredible. And then they come to the life. That whole thing is set well, you up. You don't want to upstage her. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing, amazing shot. And I mean, other than that, the even even your typical coverage on this thing's pretty pretty well framed. I loved the classy camera movements. It wasn't mm -hmm. doing mm -hmm. too much for me. Like I was it, and I think I, I read this even in his Wikipedia thing that he he's kind of this guy who doesn't like shots that draw attention to themselves. Mm -hmm. And I could tell uh, he 
when he did a camera movement, it was specific and it was for a reason. It was motivated and I wasn't distracting. And, and it really like let me focus on the dialogue and the characters. And I appreciated that. It was so like just simple, but I don't know. Just, and, and when it was like a big dolly push in it, you know, or something like, I think there was a few of them with like this big musical glissando or these big buildups and, you know, musical crescendos and that kind of thing. And then it would stop and the music would stop and the dialogue would start. So it was like the camera movement and the music worked beautifully together, but it wasn't distracting when the dialogue started. So I, I really just appreciated that that simplistic. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, I mean, like, especially in a movie about a movie, the temptation is just to go crazy with camera and like, to be as reserved as this was, I thought was refreshing. There was a lot that was done more with like the, the appropriate frame to show the production design off well and not just going crazy with spinning the camera around the production design. And I thought that was just like really a, a, a good way to like, let us take that in. Even the, the, the really standout sort of, um, split diopter shot where she's laying in the bed and he comes in behind her it's you know the the line between them is fairly well feathered it's fairly well hidden it's not an obvious split diopter shot and there's plenty of production design everywhere that like gives us things in the frame that are still beautiful to look at like the i guess my biggest complaint is just that it's academy 35 and that always just rubs me the wrong way i guess just growing up when i did being in that aspect ratio just makes me feel like things are cheap or like television um, when you're, you know, four by three, that's a, um, I don't know. I just have that, like that weird aversion to it. I guess it's the same as like kids these days in film or whatever. I'm sorry. So this was four by three. Yeah. Okay. It was like more of a square image than like taking up the full HD television rectangle essentially. And it's interesting too, cause I, I read too, that the original nitrate that it's on, like they don't have anymore. Oh yeah. So if they, well, if they shot a nitrate, it's dissolved yeah, by now. It's, yeah. you know, it would have blown up into gas. Yeah. So, um, so it's interesting to think what it might have actually looked like back when we initially would have seen it back in the day. Um, well, I mean, ours was a, definitely a digital rendering. Um, but yeah. the, I mean, it, it looked like it would had been fairly cleaned up. Uh, there was digital artifacting, but I didn't really see like bad films coming together. Too. Do you think the haloing was still there? Uh, yeah, I assume. So. Well, yeah, that's true. That could be a projection there was a lot issue. Of yeah, I was assuming like vignetting on the side corners. Vignetting, yeah. and then and then if if the background was like super bright, they would there would just be like a few spots where like it was just kind of like they yeah they kind of like had you know angel horns if mm. you will yeah yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, if you had a properly matted and projected print, it, maybe that stuff is gone, but I don't know. They were fairly wide lenses. <laughs> like yeah, it's, it's possible that they just were okay with that. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, in general though, I, I definitely expected more stylisticness out of the, 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 actually the camera work, I should say the, uh, you know, just the reputation that a movie like this has, you know, you kind of like think that there's going to be a lot more to it, but just like see how actually like well restrained and simple it is. It's like, you know, like you said, it is kind of refreshing to just not see spinning robots all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I I did true. find a few times they did a jarring cut from a close up to a wide shot. And it was a little like, wow. I was like, there was one moment where she said, I think in the beginning, but her classic line, like picture, like pictures are small. Like I'm big, I'm big. The pictures are small. Mm -hmm. And then it cut out of her close up, went to this wide shot. Mm -hmm. I was like, Whoa. And and it didn't match her action. Like, Oh yeah. And I was like, that's a little weird that they didn't 
have that. They didn't match the action. It, it definitely made me think like a little because I if I notice it, that's not good because I don't notice a lot. But, yeah. You know, I, you also have to remember that they never thought that anyone would ever watch this movie on a screen this small. So if you're going from a close up to a wide shot, I, I my assumption is that the original audience would have been overwhelmed by the visuals of the wide shot. Mm-hmm. And that's distracting enough from the, you know, the the small movements of, you know, a a mismatched uh, action in the show. Yeah, also, it's a big I, picture in which she is small following yeah, that line. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, 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 I next another thing is like, was if, there a better exactly, take, I was going to say, yeah. there might be a symbolic reason I am not getting there. And then that probably is it. I totally get that. Or, you know, it's like the same thing. It's like, I, I'd look at a Dutch angle shot and be like, hey, that's off angle. And of course there's a reason for it. I'm just, sometimes I'm some Philistine. I'm a Philistine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, I think the production design, just quickly to mention, was fucking cool. I, mm-hmm. I just loved the all oh, the little pictures in her room and just the way he they did everything and the the staircase it was all awesome it was mm-hmm. just everything was so classy and i think yeah. you're right they didn't overdo it like even the that nice shot where they kind of had the frame within a frame where the camera is pushing in on the you know her room and you, you from of, his room to her room. right and it's yeah. like clueing over really uh, joe reveal. gillis's shoulder it's not yeah it's like revealing a little bit it's just saying hey there's a sliver and you get not they're not showing you the whole room you're right they're not doing this 360 it's it leaves a lot to the imagination still even though it does show you a lot which in is that so moment cool. though you just reminded me of a slightly odd visual thing that fucked up the story for me yeah you did the, giggle a little bit the, at that well, moment, the, the whole doorknob like, how uh-huh. has he been hanging out in this house for, like, the last, like, how many weeks or months working on this thing? And then all of a sudden he's like, hey, wait a minute. There's no doorknobs in this place. Hey. <laughs> like, well, I thought that was, like, the next day. Is it not the next day? Oh, I, I had the, it was I was the under day. the, no, because he started off in the fucking, he was living in the, the garage. Right. And then the, the garage water, and then, and then. And then oh, the rain yeah, and the roof and shit. So like there I was, was a, there's that. time I mean, in oh. there. Even if you've gone through one door. Exactly. That's yeah. 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 That's true. You'd, You'd be like, hey, what, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, <clears throat> uh, as far as the production design too, the um, the stuff that's aged at kind of at the beginning and not only aged, but like they put a bunch of crap over it, like the pool, right? Mm. The pool okay. is empty right. and it has a bunch of like stuff growing on the sides of it. And having known, you know, what happens to the pool and the pool didn't look like that, it, it still looks pretty yeah. pretty well done because yeah, yeah. it doesn't look artificial and fake. No, I bought it completely. And they did, they did pretty good on that. Well, yeah, they did. They, I guess the movie was just missing the uh, Revenge of the Nerds fixing up the house montage. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. Yeah. We just kind of assumed that all that happened. There was happened, a lot like, of that that happened, yeah, yeah right? Also, yeah, Max fixed up the car in like five minutes. There's exactly, a few, yeah. yeah. There's a few things that occur kind of <laughs> off screen that interest me. So that's one of them, which is... All the like, renovations he, and Yeah, upkeep. is he the one Again, who, that's why I kept thinking like ghost the whole time. Like, right. Shit is just, I'm like, is he the one who wants that pool? Yeah. And I feel like he is because oh, yeah. he's the only one who goes in it, yeah. right? But well, I kind of would he, like he to he always that. wanted a pool as a yeah. kid or something like that. There yeah. was a weird line in there. Um. So that, and then there's the other thing too, which is when she acquires the gun, like, did Max drive her to do this? Yeah, because that to me is kind of this big a good question point. that good I point. have. Really, oh, antithetical I would assume Max to would have nothing to do with yeah. it. Have nothing. See, that's a major plot hole. So I oh, I just about that. like you're right. He would Max won't even allow her to have razors, and you think he Correct. would allow her to have a gun? Yeah. No, no yeah. fucking yeah. doorknobs. No, yeah, no but, way he would allow a gun. She got that on her own somehow. So I don't yeah, know how the fuck she, she had to figure out some way. 
Maybe yeah. he was a super Second Amendment-y kind of dude. But she said she went to get a gun. So it <laughs> wasn't like... Any, she could have oh, any many guns or what? Liver razor blade. Like, don't kill yourself, you guys, but... No, it's not that hard to get a gun, right? No, no, no. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is that we've never seen her drive. Oh, I ever. see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We've never seen her go out of yeah, the yeah. house without yeah. Max being there. Right on. We, just we talk can't to anyone. imagine that she could possibly... Oh, I guess she, yeah. she calls him. Yeah, I still think it's just a phone call. Like, I don't think you have to, you know, go and fill out the paperwork back then. Like, you No, 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 now. I'm not... <laughs> that's that's not the... I'm I'm talking about just the physically going that, that's to That's what I'm saying. I don't think that has it. to happen. I think that's a phone call and someone shows up with no, a gun makes for sense. you. I mean, she but could she call a friend and they, and they deliver a gun. It's possible. Either way, it is a weak point in the plot, though. No, yeah, yeah. There's, there's plenty of those. I'm just saying yeah. it's easier to get a gun than you think. <laughs> I, I, I know you. All right. <laughs> you want a tow? I can get you a tow by three o'clock. I I, I'm, I would argue she should not have a gun, though. That lady. No one's arguing. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, she so, wouldn't pass a background check. She would not pass no background. I, yeah, I don't thing. think anyone's arguing that. And also, Maybe she Max would not me. let her have it if yeah. he knew. Yeah. They're just born background uh, so checks. Uh, somehow she let's let's know. let's continue that line for a second. Uh, the cops at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the, the sweet fuck? leather jackets? They're just like she's a murderer, and oh, you're yeah. letting her just like powder her face and look it in the was mirror. Fifties. Well, yeah, she. The, but she murdered Norma Desmond. That's that's the whole point. That's why they're all standing around her, like feeding her lines. Like he was coming at you, wasn't he? He was here to rob things. Well, you know, they were like trying to get her to like because yeah, they didn't want to believe. Exactly. Yeah. This is I like. It, but, uh, I don't know. This is, come on. It's like she murdered a dude. Let's take this a little seriously, cops. Please. Mm, it's the fifties. She's man. Yeah. get off. Yeah. You, she, do you think she's no? She must. She, she's going to plead insanity. No, she's not going to. No, do not that. even. She's going to get on the stand. She's going to get on the stand and she's going to perform. <laughs> Absolutely, a hundred percent. There is no way she does time for this. You what? think she'll snap back to Why it? Why do you think Hollywood people always I, get rehab I mean, instead of I jail think time? That, I think that Max gives her a script. Somebody gives her a script because we're led to begin believe at the end that Max is now directing her. Yeah, that's true. Because he goes down to where the cameras are. He is going mm. to give her a script. She is not going to do time. No, not at all. Self-defense. So it's also it's also kind wrong, of man. the re-arrival of Max, right? Oh, yeah. Finally behind the camera. Yeah, again. he's a director. He's going to burn down Griffith Park. I like Park that touch. And... That's a great touch, you know? <laughs> I do like that. That was a good moment, yeah. I don't remember that, see? Uh, I don't remember that from uh, previous watches, but mm. but called that this time. I was like, oh, that's nice. What do you think of uh, Cecil B. DeMille? De what if his uh, his cameo? It was a little weird. It's a little strange. Yeah, I mean, it's like every director in a movie. They're horrible actors, but they yeah, insist on putting themselves in Not necessarily in true. Buster Keaton was, right. was in the film, well, too, and he you. was excellent. Buster but, Keaton. So, it, that's, that's, so, it felt like a Tarantino <laughs> a cameo. Exactly. It felt a like a very cameo. obvious director. <laughs> right. Look at me, I'm a director. It's yeah. like a Clinton, Clint Eastwood cameo. It took, me, it took me right out of it. It took me right out of the movie. I was like, oh, okay, I'm watching a movie. I get it. Mm. Yeah. It, it was a little bit much. Uh, and when Woody Allen showed up, Man, yeah, it's just kind of ruined it. Disgusting. Yeah. Roman Polanski, fuck that guy. Yeah. <clears throat> so, should we do a uh, IMDb review now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm looking at... Uh, Derek has reviews. scoured the internet for yes. the uh, the most lucid uh, reviews okay, IMDb so has to offer. Exactly. And I can tell you that less one-star reviews than there was on Casablanca. Oh, right So on. less people who are watching this and then say it, this thing's bullshit. I hate it. Is that, it a similar similar number of total reviews? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, 
Probably. He didn't do so. This, hold, this holds up twice yeah. as well as yeah. Casablanca to me. Yeah. This holds up so much better. Yeah, sure, better yeah, math here. Um, it's got wit. So wit is so timeless. The one that I some got, of the references, shit. however. Mm. <laughs> oh, you mean Charles Lindbergh didn't <laughs> land? The Lindbergh thing, yeah, didn't land very well. Uh, so four four stars out of ten is the one I'm going with here. Uh, mm. um, Blue Elf Suma. Uh, I don't know if that's just misspelled sumo. Anyway, uh, Ridiculous is the title. <clears throat> I watched this in my film study class, so it's not exactly an esteemed critic who's known for being really smart when it comes to movies. This is you adding, right? No, this no, is him. This is, oh, this is the okay. review. We've started we're the review. Still quote it. Okay. We're, we're started the review. But as an audience member, I can easily say that this has aged horribly. <laughs> At the time, I'm sure it was dark and very eye-opening, but by modern-day standards, it is a comedy to be sure. In the beginning of the film, we see the main character dead and narrating it. Getting to know the ca this character was torture. <laughs> I had no care for him and wanted him to die. Then when he finally That's did... Kind of the point. It was the most comical send-off. Um... The way he died was so unrealistic, I just bursted with laughter. Then the part where the crazy actress says, uh, I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille, which is usually the way people actually yeah, misquote yeah. it. It's actually not that. Um, <clears throat> anyway, was when I realized I had watched something desperately trying to convince me it was good. This got four stars because it's funny. <laughs> So he definitely went to that. film school, but what do you think he does for a living now? He's a film critic. He's, he's, yeah, I don't know. This is a pretty recent review, too. This was like April of last year. Oh, geez. So, wow. Recently, recently he decided that uh, this was ridiculous. Um, I mean, I think that a lot of it is supposed to be funny. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I don't think you're supposed to like the main character. No. Like, no, yeah. Yours kind of, you know, I mean, they show you he's dead from the beginning. So, like, you obviously Correct. don't want to have a and huge attack. And he is continuously unlikable throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. He's he makes a, poor decisions. Yeah, he's either a doormat or a real piece of shit. Basically, yeah. 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 And then he makes the really weird decision that you just don't understand, and then he dies. Yep. Yeah. See, I actually kind of, like, I don't know. Like I said earlier, I felt like I understood his decision. You know. To to White Fang and then leave too? Well, to yeah, because he's kind of like, well, I oh, wouldn't say he's White Fang and himself. You're but, the self-loathing angle, right? Like he, yeah, he where feels, where he yeah. feels like he's he's done wrong or like he feels yeah. like he's failed. He's got to punish way. himself. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like admonishing himself mm -hmm. by by going back to the Ohio, mm -hmm. Dayton. Well, yeah, that's a punishment for anyone. I, th I think that's yeah, interesting. Ohio sucks. <laughs> Ohio smells like cat piss. Most Everywhere in Ohio, the whole fucking <laughs> the whole state. You cross the border, <laughs> and it's like, oh god, it's like, oh god, dang, it's cat piss, guys. Now, gotta say, I only been there don't. one time. Whole state smells like cat piss, especially Sandusky. <laughs> gotcha. I have nothing nice. Home to say of the about cat Ohio piss cannery. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a paper bill. I don't know. <laughs> so if we had to rate it, mm. what would we rate it? Hmm. Who wants to go first? We don't have any official scale yet, do we? We don't. Yeah. You make okay. your own scale and then give whatever you want. <laughs> okay. On a scale of 1 to 42, um, okay. I'm going to, no, I'm going to go 1 to 10 because I can't do the much math. We did 1 to 10 last time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd give this a 6. 
and six, a half. A six. <laughs> yeah. and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's I I respected and it was enjoyable for what it was. It was a little surprising, um, but there's you know a few hundred movies I would put on before I watch this again. Okay. 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 So I mean, for me, if we're doing a, if I'm doing a scale of one to ten. Five would be an average movie. So a five would be a decent movie or, you know, a watchable movie. Anything below that. Yeah. I don't have to explain stars. Okay. But a t- 10 is a perfect movie for yeah, you. Yeah, basically. Are, are 10 are, is almost unachievable Can in you my give mind. me one example of a 10? Probably not. I mean, the closest, like, you know, everyone says like fucking um, uh, Back, uh, to, Back the to the Future is like a perfect movie, which I, you know, I don't, I don't know about perfect, but, you know, that's like probably an eight and a half or nine. Um, what's, what's your 10 give me give me 10 I mean, for you the, the movie like to me a 10 is a movie i can watch anytime um i can just put it on and you know pick it up that would be i mean probably like fight club um fucking uh, yeah I, I i mean uh fear and loathing las vegas like these are movies that like i can just put on at any point and yeah. continue watching like okay um I, I mean that's more taste than anything well that's that's what i was yeah. looking for um Okay, I give this one an 8 out of 10. Mm. I like this movie a lot. I thought this was legitimately funny, legitimately interesting. I think on second watching, I would get more out of it too. I think there's a lot of stuff I might have missed, visually even just because I'm a doofus. And also, you know, just symbolically, there's a lot of musical stuff I would like to look back on and maybe copy, not copy, you know, imitate politely. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, You know, some great glissandos, just some great buildup of tension with the music. I love the way it was transitioning. I just think it's so classily and it was so subtle. Even, I want to mention one more thing before we go back to you guys was the organ i love the way they use the little bit of the tone of the organ like a droning it was very modern it was very you know Hans you're talking Zimmer. about just the whistle that was yeah. going on in the yeah. background when and she- they chose to use it whenever the wind came in yeah, quote, yeah. you know quote unquote so it, you know they could do it at specific moments to scare you or to add a little tension yeah. to the scene like the wind chimes in the horror movie or something sure. like, yeah. it's just a nice little touch yep. i just thought it was just again a very classy movie it holds up well it's still pretty witty like you said tim witty you know Witty is timeless, or wit is timeless. Still expecting ghosts or vampires or zombies or yeah. something. It was weird. It had, it had its weird moments, too. So, but Okay, I, 8 out of 10. That's my deal. Yeah. What do you think, Derek? Um, so I'm going to give this a, I guess I'll go 9 out of 12 9 on. for this. Uh, it's up there pretty good. It's pretty close very, to where I put very it. Very competent. Um, it still lacks the huzzah that I'm looking for. Mm. I don't, which, it doesn't have the emotional grab you it's yeah i mean it's again i'm saying it's probably in the top 100 or whatever it's probably somewhere up in there um but it still doesn't quite there's a few things that it doesn't service for me that i really like in a film mm. you know i don't like believable acting um I mean, I, I'm, I'm willing to overlook that thing for the time that it <laughs> yeah, takes yeah. place in, um, but, but I think that it doesn't have a whole lot of stuff that's below the surface, mm. necessarily. Not enough layers. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, at this point, you have to figure, I've, I've watched it a bunch of times, so. Uh, you looked for the layers. I've got the layers. I've got all the layers now. There, there's only a few pieces right? of I've onion I've run left. out of the onion, mm. yeah. Derek, hold on. Before we go to Tim, quickly, give me a 12 out of 12 movie. A 12 out of 12 movie. On your scale. 
Let's go back to let's go back to Derek after. Fair enough, Tim. (laughs) Tim, which what do you think? Uh, you know, I'd probably sit somewhere between uh between Joey and Sean's rating. Uh, I'd give it probably a seven out of ten. Um, you you guys were talking about your expectations and and like subjectively for me, I like uh, I'm more of a Betty Schaefer. I like a picture to say something, mm. you know, and That's I kind of was, I, I found myself like in the first act a little bit, kind of, kind of hoping that it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, okay, where's the, you know, where's the greater social context is. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, I, I came to the realization that there wasn't going to be any, but at the same time I was entertained enough that I didn't really care. Mm. And so at that point I just kind of stopped expecting things. And that, I think that was kind of why the, uh, the, the Stroheim, uh, uh, twist where you find out that he's her. I didn't know that. So it was kind of, it was like, Oh shit, the plot thickens. Um, moment for me. Uh, well, I think the greater social context, um, might be just the fact that like, this is, I don't know that there were a lot of glimpses into like the downside of Hollywood. Yeah, the disillusionment that, of stardom. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that but was who like fucking cares. Well, today who cares? But then that was like I, I, I assume a little bit more of a revelation. Yeah, I reckon so. Maybe it's so. like defense, not that yeah. it matters. Yeah. This is what's happening to Judy Garland right now. <laughs> Probably. So, Tim, <laughs> no sympathy for our stars, huh? No sympathy for our celebrities. <sighs> Come on. <laughs> you know, it's tough. They work so hard to remember tough the words. Out there. Don't you think Hollywood poisons you somehow and celebrity is very difficult on your mind? I like just, this, um... Yeah, you know, I like I'm I'm surround you know, like being being like living in this city and, and trying to break into this in- industry and, and, and so on and so forth, especially like trying not to be behind the camera. It's just, you know Do I feel bad for you? Yeah. Are you a fucking idiot too? Like, yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, how badly do you need attention? <laughs> I par- I agree with you uh, 60%. <laughs> 60% agree? Yeah, I, I can't completely agree, but uh, he makes great points. It's a tough but fucking you- world, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's right. Yeah. <laughs> I have some sympathy for, uh, you know, Norma, but uh, I, I think the movie does a decent job, actually, toward the end of kind of adding a little more sympathy for her, for her type. You know, how yeah. Hollywood poisons you. Yeah. You right. I mean, yeah, she gets crazier, definitely. Um, uh, but he said, remember, he was it Cecil who said it? Like, she was completely normal for beginning and middle uh, of her career. He's like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. she only got bad towards the end or whatever. I think Cecil. Said <laughs> so that. what, when yeah. she was 20? <laughs> <laughs> also, oh, those working hours that yeah, she Yeah, I wants, love what she I love right back to that. Just, oh, those yeah, are great. Awesome. Not a second before 10 and not a minute after 430. <laughs> <laughs> she said Trump hours. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> great. Uh, Four Nights of the Dreamer is a film that I would give twelve out of twelve. Yeah, the Brisson you know, film. Yeah, Tim, mm-hmm. can I get a perfect ten for you or a twelve? Probably out of 12? hands down Empire Records. Wow. Yeah. Hey. It's yeah. a strange, no, unexpected uh, you know, pull. Okay. That's a subjective thing. Oh, obviously. Oh, of course. Oh, I got to give one. Uh, I just also, I don't think that film th- aged as well. It's just my go-to. because like a time like, and place. Yeah. Thing. What's your favorite movie? What do you, what do you think is the best movie? I don't mm. know. Go fuck yourself, dude. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's funny. If we, should, we should guess what we think the other person's favorite movie would be. Ah. That's going to be interesting. Ooh, that would be fun. Like, what do you think Derek's favorite movie would be? What do I thing. think Derek's favorite movie would be? Like, what do we be? all think? Okay, so let's all come up with a pick that we think Derek's favorite movie would be. Ah. Well, it's definitely a Tarkovsky film. Okay. I was going to say, it cannot, it's either or from it's France either that or, or, or it's, Europe or something. No, it's, it's, it's a little further east than that. Okay. Let's, let's, not, let's not 
fool around with Excuse France me. when it comes to Derek. <laughs> I don't know. The one that I mentioned was France. I would say, yeah, I know. I know. 12 out of 12. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Some Like Roshimon or something? Probably, uh... Roshimon's pretty good. <laughs> I'm going to say four, <laughs> 400 blows. My, my pick. 400 blows. Satan Tango. That's pretty good. Get pick. Mm. Satan Tango. Satan Tango's pretty solid. Okay. Yep. Satan Tango's up there. Satan Tango's in the... T- I don't know if 12 out of 12, but let's say that's in the top 20. Of the three we so mentioned. So when are we going to watch uh, Satan Tango for the podcast here? I don't know. Yeah, when, uh, whenever you guys got seven and a half hours plus <laughs> lunchtime and probably dinner on like yeah. Sunday. Poop breaks, yeah. for sure. Lots of breaks. Okay. Oh, we could do a chili cook-off thing for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do we have time to keep going or are we, uh, or let's say, uh, what yeah, do we think Tim's, as much time as you Tim's want favorite or movie would be? Yeah. Why don't we guess? Tim's favorite I'm going to say almost famous. Class me up. <gasps> Fuck you. I'm going to say Empire <laughs> Records. A Cameron Crowe picture. Yeah. <laughs> I like almost famous. It's, Nothing wrong with it. It's, um, it's fine. Okay. I'm sorry. It's um, overblown by everybody. Okay. Um, it's the fight club of let me girl say this. movies. Your Damn. favorite Wes Anderson is Life Aquatic. No. <laughs> Rushmore. Funnily enough, right. no. Damn it, Darjeeling Limited. You're so interesting. <laughs> that no, train was hand painted. <laughs> okay. Wes Anderson sucks. What's what's Sean Fa's favorite movie? Uh, let's see. Um, Chapter twenty seven. Which Star Wars? What, what was on last week? <laughs> yeah. Uh. This is a tough one. We could totally <laughs> guess. Is it Weird Al in a movie? Be Weird absolutely Al's right. UHS? Yeah, we could totally guess and be totally right. You would not right. be far off the mark with UHF, but it doesn't hold UHF. up as well as you think. He probably likes like a, a uh, Wayne's good, World. Uh, uh, no? I mean, not even Wayne's World? It, Wayne's World is, uh, it, uh, to me, it's the, uh, the same as the, uh, you know. Uh, Videodrome. No. Airplane. No. Definitely not. Uh, no. Definitely okay. not video drum? Okay. <laughs> I don't um, know. Yeah. You don't know me at all. <laughs> oh. That's I mean, one. some maybe some film that he the hasn't Rock. watched yet. Let's put it that that's way. That's probably that's most probably likely. what it is. There's a lot of movies I haven't seen. Yeah. So this like whole Brazil movies I haven't seen. Brazil maybe. I've seen Brazil too much. It's Brazil? it's way too slow. Okay. Oh, uh, hmm. you like Hitchhikers probably. Uh, the BBC Hitchhiker's Guide is good. The uh, the uh, the movie Hitchhiker's Guide sucks. Mm. The animated Hobbit. Uh, I never saw it, but Ooh. not a big fan of uh, the Lord <laughs> of the Rings in generals. Okay, uh, except for its D and D relevance. This one's this one's animated. <laughs> it's animated. animated. Guess you guys will just uh, have to have to think on that one. Yep. All right. What's my favorite movie, guys? Hmm. What's your favorite movie? Yeah. Hmm. Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> the most recent thing I've seen. Yeah. Um, What's a Lin-Manuel Miranda picture? No, that's I, Mary Poppins. Yeah, um, Mary Poppins. The new Mary Poppins, eh? Nah, nah. Yeah, no. Follow that bird. I don't even know what that is. It's the Sesame Street Commando. Movie. Okay. Com- I, urban Commando. I love Commando. <laughs> you love Commando? Do love, love okay. a good Schwarzenegger. I love, alien? Love Alien. Yeah. Love, okay. love a Predator. Predator? Um, no, my fa- I would say my cobra. My, uh, I do love a cobra. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would say probably love a, any any Rocky is a great. To uh, be to be perfectly honest though, yeah. like like not uh, joking around about Empire Records, probably a twelve out of twelve. I would say like Naked. That's a great movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, hmm. really solid. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, stuff's great. It's a great character, character study piece. Just to really steal your thunder, Joey. No, it's David fine. David Thewlis is the excellent actor. He's fantastic hear. in it, yeah. I never even He's seen it. He's fantastic in so everything. I'm glad to hear. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, one of the first movies I saw was Secret Garden, I think. He's in oh, that. yeah. Really? He's in, <laughs> this guy's good in, this guy's good in, uh, he was good in the latest season of Fargo. He plays his... He mm. plays kind of the bad guy in it. He's really great. He is good. I think he can play a lot of different good roles. He's mm-hmm. Lupin and Harry Potter. He's the bad guy in uh, Wonder Woman. He's the good guy in the island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, he's the good the guy. The movie? Yeah. yeah, the movie. No, I thought Val With... Kilmer is the good guy. No, Val Kilmer is not the good guy. I forget Val this. Kilmer, Val Kilmer is like the right-hand man of like Marlon Brando in wow. that movie. Okay. Yeah. That movie sucks. Movie really sucks. I love David docu- Thewlis is good in the it. The documentary though. about it's great though. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I really, really want to. Great. I've heard it's I heard it's great. I forget that director's name, the the original director of it, but he's funny as fuck. He's uh he's weird, but he's good. Okay, yeah, Sean wants to end this podcast. So uh yeah. Sean's gotta go to bed. Aww. Oh. Oh. Button's not working, guys. Buttons. Bye suck. everyone. Whoa. Thanks for listening. Let's just sing it out. We'll come up with a name next time. Do 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 do. That's the violin. Play me out, Mr. DeMille. Play me out, though. <laughs>